You're listening to the Liverpool Comedy Quota, the only EU-ratified comedy podcast in the city. I'm your host, Jay Burnley, with our Edinburgh Preview Part 2, Attack of the Clowns. Before we start, the quota is coming to terms with our newfound predictive powers. Two shows ago, we said this. I'm your host, Jay Burnley, celebrating 30 years since the specials released their number one hit, Ghost Town, in 1981. At the time of unpopular Tory rule, high unemployment and looming strikes, we still hope to deliver a decent show and see if there's any similarities between now and then. The Liverpool Comedy Quota. We are reckoning it's three weeks until the riots kick off. And now we believe we must use our psychic powers for good, so here are the following predictions. Number one. Like the John Capita classic Escape from New York, the government build an impenetrable wall around London and had an ivory tower to the Houses of Parliament. No one in the North notices any difference. Sadly, neither did they in London. Number two, Rio Ferdinand and Joy Barton become the voice of a disaffected youth and run for Parliament over Twitter. It all falls apart when Rio forgets to turn up for the election and Barton attacks a prospective voter who throws an egg McMuffin at him. Number three, it's discovered that working in the print media rapidly increases the early onset of Alzheimer's and memory loss, and Piers Morgan becomes the first person to have a successful procedure to remove his backbone, allowing his head to fit more comfortably up his arse. The comedy quota, 100% right, 25% of the time. In this extended second part of our Edinburgh preview, we'll talk to one of the founders of Liverpool comedy organisation, Muck Comedy, John Glennon. We interview the comedian described as an inspired mess, an erudite tramp, and one of the best kept secrets of the fringe, Edward Axel. And we'll bring you snippets of former guests talking about the Edinburgh shows for this year's Edinburgh Festival. Nick Ferry, Steve Gribbin, Milton Jones, Howard Reed, and Math Brown. Sometimes as part of the job I get to go behind the velvet rope and recently I was invited to a pre-Edinburgh com- comedy night held at a private comedians only function in Liverpool with Muck Comedy with sublime comedy from the best up and coming Liverpool comedians and fantastically headlined by local comedy supporter and hero Sam Avery. Despite the interviewer and the interviewee imbibing way, way, way too much beer over the previous hours, we were able to slur some questions to one of the driving forces behind Muck Comedy, John Glennon. You've got a big love for comedy on the Merseyside scene as well. You do set up the Muck Comedy Collective. Yes. It's the Merseyside Uncut Comedy Collective. There we go. So we can't spell. There's three people set up at the Muck Merseyside Uncut Comedy Collective. There was myself, John Glennon, Ben Heal, and Ian McNally. Ian McNally's now emigrated to Australia. Ben Heal's here tonight, and I'm here tonight. Basically, we've all got a, a passion for comedy. And what we acknowledge is you can't get stage time just by existing. You need to get stage time by pushing for it, and by writing material and trying the material. So we set up more comedy as a forum where you, you could safely just mention material, try it out, and be yourself in front of buddies without being strongly criticised and without being without, without the material being judged actually people will play over where to try and get the best punchline and don't criticise what you've just done mm. they would just say by the way if you just said what you just said and said it this way or slanted it this way the punchline will be stronger and mm. so really helping each other to sort of develop as a, as a comedian yeah. and this is where the collective with a capital K comes in where it's never in five years intended to be critical over analytical or too clicky where you wouldn't get away with it in front of a live audience 
It's always intended to be supportive. This is the, I think it's called the pre Edinburgh Prison. Uh, and uh, this, this is where a lot of people have get to try the, the comedy that they would take to Edinburgh. Um, you've been, how, many times have, how, many, how many years have you been doing it in Edinburgh? Is it all the five years? No, this is our 60th Edinburgh now. Um, and Edinburgh is, uh, it was a happy accident actually. Um, the co-founder of Edinburgh Comedy was Ben Hill. Yeah. The third person was Ian McNally and Ben actually realised, and they've been following for many years, live comedy up Edinburgh, and I, I have still to this day, I have no reason, no logic, I don't understand how he managed to find it, he goes, by the way, we can actually take part in the Free Fringe, if you wish, Yeah. I don't know how he did it, I don't know where they came from, but everyone of course said yes, and it happened, and something magic happened, and the first year in 2006 we did the Free Fringe, Magic happened. I think we have something like uh, 37. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pedantic person. 37 comedians playing um, uh, basically between 5 and 10 minutes worth of material. But mostly local Merseyside based comedians and loving it. Loving it. Uh, and if, I remember the first year we played, we actually said. Next year, we might be able to play the Phoenix Bar. The next year, we played the Phoenix Bar. It was a happy coincidence. When we played the Phoenix Bar, the next year, we go, oh, we might be able to play Bannermans. And now we've got Bannermans. And that's how it goes. Um, we've always been able to achieve and exceed our expectations. And it's, actually, it is because we have a lot of local talent. Yeah. Uh, as you've seen tonight, Shay, um, we know people that have been doing it amateur level for five, six years. We know people that are headlining rooms, as you've seen tonight, for five, six years. And it doesn't matter. People who love comedy, hopefully, will congregate, will mix together, and will thoroughly enjoy each other's comedy uh, and each other's company. I've organised this year personally 3,500 free fringe shows. Out of which of ours are 44 of our personal shows. I guarantee you, every single one of those shows you come to, you will love. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from. Every single show we put on will have something unique and will make you laugh. It doesn't matter. Um, there's nothing particularly blue. There's an afternoon show, there's an evening show. There's something for everyone and we will make you laugh. And I've realised this over five, six years. Um, it's not because of who I am, it's because of the people I suppose is year after year and they will carry on to do so. Um, I take a great, I can't help but take a great part in it. can't help but take a great uh, So many fun, nothing's about Liverpool, funny people, funny people. And if, if we want to get involved in more comedy, how do they get involved, what's the website and all that kind of stuff? I'll urge you to do one or two things. Number one, please go on to a stand-up comedy course. So Sam Avery will run a stand-up comedy course. Is that with the Royal Court? Is that the, yeah, the Royal Court? Yeah, it's run at the Royal Court. Um, and you can go to standout.org and you can try this course of yourself. And I would say 95% of the people that we meet have been on these courses. And the reason why it's good is you are encouraged by professional comedians to find your material, to write it, to present it, and you will get a chance at the end of the four to six weeks 
to present it in front of an audience. After that, actually, factually, you're, you're on your own. And this is where my comedy comes in. You can try your material, you can be yourself, uh, you can be your buddies, because we're all behind you, we've all been in the same boat, and after that you've tried it, you can perform it. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, one of our gigs, or one of the Edinburgh Festival gigs, or one of the gigs we run, or it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter where it comes from. But hopefully you can try it and enjoy yourself. If, you, if you're not enjoying yourself, we're doing something wrong, because we're all about supporting new comedy. And it's a bloody hard thing to get into. It really is, we can't say this enough, it's a really odd hobby. And the, and the website is? muckcomedy.com www.muckcomedy.com Please visit it, please come, especially if you're a new comic, say hello there's nothing fake about it we've all been in the same position as you please come say hello have a drink have a beer come and visit us at Edinburgh come and play in one of our gigs this year in Edinburgh where are you what what times okay this year in Edinburgh from the 6th of uh, August until the 27th of August we are at Bannermans at 4 o'clock in the afternoon every afternoon and we are at um, oh my god Globe no Globe oh it's not the Globe not the Globe Whistle Binkies at yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's actually next door. It like doesn't that. matter. Whistle Binkies, 1945, every day. And this is the nice thing. We've done this now. This is our sixth year, and we get four star reviews. We're passionate about what we do. And just come and try it. Please come along and say hello. Uh, we'd love to meet you. John, thanks a lot. Trey, you're very welcome. So just to reiterate, people who want to try stand-up are strongly urged to take one of the local training courses available. The Comedy Trust has a long-established course called Stand Out that the majority of muckers have been on. Uh, details at uh, www.thecomedytrust.co.uk uh, See Stand Out and Funny Business. Claire Murray runs a course in Hellwood Community College. Contact Claire on Claire with a K, K-L-A-R-E, Murray, at hotmail.co.uk or you can take a visit to www.muckcomedy.com and take a look at the manifesto page if you're somebody wanting to get into comedy. They meet on the third Monday of every month at the railway in Tyth, Barn Street. And if anyone wants to say along, just pop along. Uh, in Edinburgh, their daily shows are at 3pm at Bannerman's at the Cowgate and at 7.45 at Whistle Binkies on Nidri Street. And you may even get to see um, maybe uh, one of the presenters of uh, Comedy Quota uh, performing if he gets a chance. I'll see you there. An axe will may come across as shambolic, scruffy and slightly sullen, but to write off the comedic potential of Axel is folly. Axel folly. It almost worked. A true gent, he even spent his lunch break talking to us in the following interview. Welcome on to the show, uh, Ed Axel. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Um, for people who don't know uh, yourself or your work, uh, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, how you started and uh, where you're from. You have got links to Liverpool, haven't you? I have. I have. I um, grew up in um, in the Wirral, um, West Kirby, and uh, went to school in uh, Birkenhead. Um, so uh, I'm a local boy, really. Yeah. And then you, then you moved away uh, from Liverpool. Where, where did you move to and, and what did you end up doing? Um, so I moved um, to um, Aylesbury in Buckinghamshire, yeah. and 
publishing company um, locally. And, and you're still working there yet now? Well, you're doing. Yeah, there. yeah, I'm in the office car park right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, how did you get into comedy then? You, uh, I believe you did a stand-up course, didn't you? Uh, yes, about six years ago, I did a stand-up course. Just something different to do in the evenings. No, no real. Uh, hadn't seen stand-up comedy. I used to go and see stand-up comedy probably in the sort of early 90s at the Everyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was the raw eyed. Yeah, they, they, they moved around everywhere, so they probably were there at some point. Um, uh, I used to love it. Mm. Um, but um, um, then, you know, this was sort of... Um, five years, six years ago, I, yeah. I sort of thought, I always wanted to do this based on my experiences at the Everyman. So I did this course, yeah. I did this course about sort of six years ago in London, um, in the evenings, it was one night a week for 10 weeks, I thought to myself, that the, you know, it's an evening, you know, it's a change of scenery, yeah. you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained, mm. no ambition to do any, to do comedy. Yeah did the course and of course once you completed the course the kind of point of the course is to, um, to be a stand up comedian <laughs> so I thought I'd give that a go you know <laughs> keep in touch with everyone it's a sort of shared hobby on the course um, and then about sort of a couple of weeks in um, saw the um, there was a group of us um, auditioned for Jimmy Carr's Comedy Idol mm. Um, which is part of his DVD. Yeah. I did that and um, met Jimmy Carr and got into the final and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I kind of carried on because I thought this is this is a bit of fun. <laughs> um, and then did very well in a competition, the BBC New Talent competition, yeah. a little bit later on in the year. Uh, at that point, I kind of thought well there may be something in this yeah and so you, you know you've ended up you've ended up doing is, is this oh, uh, is this um your third edinburgh will be this year fifth fifth yeah i missed you the first two times uh so so you've you've done edinburgh five well so you've done it for six years and you've done edinburgh five five out of those six years no right? no this is the fifth the, the one coming in in next in in august is my fifth all ah, right okay uh, so, so how, how do you find Edinburgh? Is it do you, is it is it like putting yourself in a shop window, or is it just something that you do as as a bit of fun, really? Well, it, it, it's kind of both, really. I mean, you know, you you like um, you'd like to believe it would lead to opportunities and you know, kind of um, next steps and things, but. Um, um, you never know. Is, is, you know. Your, is your is your comedy sort of set up for? I mean, they, when when they when they put people from Edinburgh, it's normally to go on panel shows and to you know, so you get the yeah, yeah. week and that kind of thing. Your your stuff has been described as sort of like anti comedy. I don't know if that's a, a good thing. Yeah, or a bad yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, is, 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 could you fit onto TV, or would you have to have a specific vehicle? Do you think? Well, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the discussions haven't happened. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, you know. Really, kind of, I've, I've kind of sort of got to the point where I enjoy doing it. Um, gigs go well usually, 
and you know um where's the harm in that yeah. you know uh i wouldn't say i see it as some kind of um um uh as the kind of sort of uh, uh you know yellow brick road or the yeah. future you know it's uh it's good fun and i've i've you know always enjoyed doing it i mean this year's show is sort of meant to be a bit of a skit on this whole idea of um you know comedians going up to edinburgh to get on panel shows and mm. you know all <laughs> that sort of stuff um uh, because it's because there are a lot of them up there doing that yeah. you know and and no one can blame them for it but it's um it becomes a bit it, weird <laughs> well people wonder why people put a huge amount of effort into edinburgh mm. and Bearing in mind, comedians don't make any money. None of them, particularly. I mean, the big ones will, but yeah. the majority of comedians don't make any money out of Edinburgh. But, but basically, the effort and energy um, is usually um, built around it being, you know, a career step. Yeah. And, um, well, tell us a bit about your show. It's uh, Edward Axel doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, was it on at and what dates and what times and everything? So it's on seven thirty um, at the Belly Button, which is in the underbelly. All oh, right, yeah. Is that the Cowgate? Yeah. Um, and um, hopefully, hopefully, as I'm writing it um, <laughs> right now, it will be very funny. <laughs> it's like it's like being at university. Every comedian I've spoke to is still writing their Edinburgh shows. Uh, is yeah, it, is is that driving you on the fact that it's getting closer and closer? Um, well, it sort of scares you more and more, you know. <laughs> uh, um, you, um, the, the 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 closer you get to the deadline, um, the more um, more you seem to do. So yeah, and most comedians don't finish their show um, right up until the last, you know, until. You arrive on the stage in Edinburgh. So, so what, what can we expect apart from the um, looking at comedians going up there uh, to see it as a, a, a career step? What else? What else is in the show? Is it based primarily around that, or is there, is there other stuff that you do? Well, there's stand-up comedy and masterclass, and <laughs> I do a masterclass for everyone. Which there's a lot uh, of graphs, isn't there? In, uh, I've seen. Well, seen. no, there's a presentation this. Ah. I've got a, I'm doing a presentation this year, PowerPoint. So I'm changing my medium. I was going to say it's normally on paper, but so you've you've taken yeah, the leap. Yeah, yeah. Of... No, I've got a bit more sophisticated. <laughs> so, so, it's, so if anybody sees this show, they'll be able to do stand up afterwards, will they? In theory, yeah. <laughs> so, so apart from that, um, sort of in terms of touring, um, have, you, have you been back to Liverpool since you started, or been anything? Not up regularly. Here? I've done. I did. Um, I did a tour show um, about. A year ago, but I'd, I've not not really been back, um, not visited, um, other than that once um, in years. Is, is there any plans to come back or doing doing a tour after after Edinburgh? Well, um, <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> is, it, is it hard to is it hard to think to um, do you have an agent or anything like that or do you, do you have? To yeah, I've got an agent. Yeah, no. The thing is, is that if you've got television exposure, it's it's easier to fill rooms. Yeah. Um, it's a bums on seats type scenario. Yeah. And that's the real difference.
to the touring is is that um, um, if nobody's heard of you, mm. nobody will come and see you, even if you know you're the best comedian in the world. Yeah. Um, so it's just a question. I mean, comedy, the comedy industry is just a question of sort of sort of slugging in away, and you know, yeah. at some point, um, you know. Hopefully, all the hard work pays off. Is, is that a bit irritating? And that that's that's the way it seems to have gone. That beforehand, people would just go to comedy clubs. Now you have to have been on the comedy road show or mock the week or something to actually sort of. Well, it's not comedy clubs. Don't forget. Mm. So, so there's a, there's a kind of difference. So, a club night is is kind of you know um, you have a compare, you know you usually have you know an opening act, a break, middle act, and a headliner. And and that that kind of hasn't changed. And people come to the comedy club, not really to see the act. So mm. so it's kind of that's that's different. A tour show is where people come to see you individually. Yeah. And I think there's a big distinction um, with that. So mm. it it it's being able to put. So for example, I mean, if you look at the biggest act. You know, one of the biggest acts in the country, Peter Kay or something. Yeah. Everybody's heard. Everybody in the entire country has heard of Peter Kay, and uh, you know, if he, you know, he can fill arenas because yeah. everybody's heard of him and loves his humour. But you know, it's it's a kind of sort of grading thing on a tour. Mm. Is you know, you need um, some kind of television exposure that maybe. Will tip you over the edge, and people enough people will 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 have heard of you. You know. Yeah. In, in terms of in terms of doing comedy clubs instead of tours, is it hard to translate some of the stuff that you do into sort of like a 20, 25 minute set? Or well, no. I mean, I do I do do the clubs quite regularly, and you know, I do have my own kind of sort of distinct club set. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of different to everybody else's on the. Yeah. On the so it's. Uh, you know, um, it's a uh, it's a tricky one. You know. Yeah. So so for for anybody who's who's thinking about coming up to Edinburgh this year, um, what what can they expect and sort of um, <laughs> a quick sell for yourself now to sort of try and get bumps? Um, yeah. I mean, what can they expect? So they can expect to see a master um, um, at uh, at work. <laughs> Fantastic. Ed, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Okay. Thank you. Cheers. So, Edward Axel doesn't exist at the underbelly um, at Cowgate, Cowgate at 7.20, and that's £11.50. Um, I'll be definitely going down to that. I was a missed last year's show uh, by about two minutes. They wouldn't let me in. Swat. Finally, to end the show, we bring you a few highlights of the previous podcasts featuring comedians taking shows to Edinburgh this year. Uh, we start with fellow Alderman Mick Ferry telling us all to sub it. Yeah, your um, your uh, last Edinburgh show was uh, the missing Chippendale, um, yeah. and uh, you've obviously got what you've you've got, you're working on one for this year as well. Tell us about both am, of those. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, it's called uh, it, the working title is called Sod It. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, basically, it's about. I mean. Uh, Apparently next year the world's going to end and all that, you know, with the oh, fantastic. having this big um, end of the world scenarios going on in films and so on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just worried I might not have built up enough karma points. <laughs> uh, 
for the next for my next life. So yeah, that's, that's sort of like the basis of the show. How, how do you earn those? Uh, good deeds. Uh, it doesn't have to be a big deed, but a good deed, a simple good deed a day, I think, builds up karma points. In fact, I've been told I'm looking at it completely wrong way. I'm being a bit too cynical about it, so I'm not getting any karma points. But yeah, <laughs> you, you, you open up one with a shopping, that's surely got to build up some karma points, hasn't it? But, you, but you've got to sort of try and do it humbly rather than go, yeah, yes, yeah, more points. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> like I said, I'm a bit cynical about it. I'm actually looking out for good deeds to do, uh, which, uh, yeah, annoys some people. Some people don't need help. Um, which I've realised. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Particularly as well, we live in a one day as well where there's, uh, you know, particularly with the, you know the onset of feminism, like in the sixties. So there's a lot of women who are empowered themselves, and they think you're being a bit of chauvinist just by offering to carry a bag for them. Last year there was a Nissan Chippendale, uh, and then it was in brackets body issues, mm. uh, and it was about the 2009 having I mean, having to do a show in a room. Uh, next door to when the Chippendales were on at the same time, and my show was drowned out by screams of the, the women. So I had a mm. few run ins with the Chippendales. Uh... That's Mick Ferry there. Uh, his show is Sod It in Edinburgh at the Gilded Balloon Teviot, 9.30 pm, £9.50. Uh, next up, if Twitter is to be believed, Mick's flatmate in Edinburgh is our next guest, Steve Gribbon, who pops along during Liverpool's Comedy Festival. Yeah, I'm definitely oh. doing the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, and that's another that's another story, uh, <laughs> uh, and that's going to be about my uh, life in comedy called Laugh at First Sight, and it's going to be about um, all the um, the changes in comedy that I've seen, but also about my personal life as well. You know, so that, that's the Edinburgh gig. Is it still? And are you one of those kind of people who believes that anything is funny, um, dependent as long as as long as it's funny, you can talk about anything. Yeah, uh, to a certain extent, you have to justify it to yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I, my thing for comedy is, I, um, I can't remember who said it, but to comfort the afflicted or afflict the comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's what I think comedy should try and do. So I, I'm always having a go at the powerful people rather than, you know, the small people. Um, and that's I take that as my, my watchword. So, so I wouldn't do, if I'm doing stuff about Japan, I'd probably have a go at the government mm-hmm. rather than the Poor bastard who, yeah, who are being killed by the tsunami or whatever, you know, because the government actually built the nuclear reactors on um, five volcanoes, um, and they knew they were there. And it's called the Ring of Fire. I'm not making that up. Actually, it's just it's like saying, you know, let's build the arms dump next door to the uh, fireworks factory, next door to the retired home for psychopathic um, what's arsonists. What could possibly go wrong? Hopefully, we'll get him to do some songs next time. Um, he's in the comedy bunker but make sure you catch him if you're up in Edinburgh um, Steve, Steve Gribbon laugh at first sight at the stand um, 7pm and £9 as a favour to the quota Radio City Sam and Greening chatted to Milton Jones about life on TV and I came up with his show title Lion Whisperer I suppose it's also that thing as well, when you kind of like are involved with the show, like Mock the Week, you know, you, it must be times when maybe you, you say something, you go, God, I should have saved that, because they'll have seen this, this will be on the yeah. telly, and if I do it on the tour, they'll say, you're doing the stuff from Mock the Week. Yeah, no, that is a, a, bit, a bit of a problem, but then you want to be good on Mock the Week as well, <laughs> so um, the best things are written specifically for stories in the news that yeah. week, and you can use once and only then, um, so... Yeah, it swings and roundabouts with that. I mean, the best bit with Mock the Meat Week for me is when I get up and do my own stand-up. That's, yes. you know, that's me in control of what I'm doing there.
Yeah. And the new the new tour is the Lion Whisperer tour. Mm. Um, I always wonder with this, because obviously when, when you kind of try and think of a band name, it becomes really, really hard. You either go back to something somebody's already done or you just can't think of anything. Yeah. Are these tour titles geniusly crafted over weeks or you on a piece of paper going Lion Whisperer? Yes, it's, it's more, far more the latter. In fact, it's more a case of getting a phone call from the pro- promoter saying, you said you would have a title two weeks ago and you haven't. We're going to print this afternoon. So you say, no, 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 I, I've, I've been thinking carefully about this. And you rustle your pieces of paper and you come up with the two words that are on them. Yes. And uh, then you're stuck with that for the next six months. And Milton Jones Line Whisperer is at the Assembly Hall, Assembly Hall at 7.30pm and tickets are £15. Before Liverpool was capital culture, we hosted the Royal Variety Show, and our next host, Baron Reed, the real one out of Little Howard's Big Question, even got to meet the Queen there. We were just happy to meet him. And the Royal Variety was actually here in Liverpool. It was uh, the Empire, the Empire, the big one. Yeah, 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 the Empire. Um, uh, and was that here? The Royal yeah, and it was. We've the, had the Royal. I never even knew yeah, that. no, it was at the the. It was 2007, so it was just before the City of Culture thing. Oh, right, right, okay. And it was amazing and mental. And I shared a dressing room with uh, Russell Brand and Tarby. That was a weird. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, a lovely, yeah, a really lovely fellow. And it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was mental. Was it, were you bouncing comedy, comedy ideas off each other? Well, no, that's a bit bizarre, isn't no, it? No, yeah, yourself? but Tar- Tar- I came off and Tarby said, "You stole that lad." I was actually slightly more intimidated meeting Tarby than I was meeting the Queen. Yeah, no, from comedy. Because like the Queen was there, I met the Queen, met Prince Philip, shook hands. Uh, They took a photo of me, uh, and I was I was standing in the royal lineup between um, uh, Enrique Iglesias, surprisingly tall man, Uh, (laughs) expected to be tiny, he's taller than me, Um, and uh, Michael Ball in full drag. Like that was it was a really surreal day, and it was also it was it was two weeks after my wedding. Oh. And so a week before my wedding, I got the call. Yeah. We're doing the Edinburgh Festival, um, oh. the new show, um, uh, in August, and then we'll be touring that in the uh, autumn. Wait, what's that? Do you know what that's going to be called yet? Or? Uh, that's probably going to be called Little House Big Show. Uh-huh. So I've run out of ideas. <laughs> uh, and I might, might be doing a radio show. I've done a pilot sh- show for me and Little House doing a radio show, hilariously, a uh, cartoon on the radio, um, <laughs> for, um, uh, for Radio 7, which is going to be sort of a roundup show and talking about doing some other stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. I agree. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Little Howie's big show is at the Assembly and George's Square. Um, a great show, and you can, you can take your kids to that if, uh, if you've got kids. Or if you haven't got kids, go along because it's funny anyway. And that's done at 4.40pm and tickets are £10. And closing us is uh, friends of the show, friend of the show, and fresh from a role as one-up man on Shooting the Stars, Matt Brown, telling us about his show, Pac-Man is actually allergic to ghosts. Um, <laughs> so you also in Edinburgh you did uh, the year before you did the AAA show which is like a showcase for the, some of the good up and coming uh, comedians and that sold it's the first time it's ever sold out that one um, yeah that was a, that was great fun and real hard work but a real good apprenticeship of, of what the festival is because um, that was at the Pleasance and the Pleasance audiences are you know that they laugh but mm. internally a lot <laughs> uh, which isn't really very helpful as a comedian but it really made me work hard because I was closing that as well it was the first time I'd ever closed a show uh, or to that level rather yeah. and you know so I was going on at the 40 minute mark where everyone's normally bored and tired and, and need a wee so you have to really work hard to get that and it really kicked my ass Chase, to be honest it really yeah. kicked my ass in terms of my 20 minute set that I thought was acceptable at the time clearly wasn't so the first week I never worked so hard but it, I came out on top which was lovely 
but you yeah, know it was good fun. It was it, that's that's what I enjoy about the job. You're you're kind of your own master, your own your yeah. own boss, and you know you're only be as good as how much work you put in. It's the same as anything, really. If you're prepared to just put the hours in of sitting there crafting in front of a computer and, and banging your head against it, mm. um, you know you'll come out with something funny eventually. So talking talk about hard work, uh, are, you, are you are you in the process of finishing off your Edinburgh show for this year? What is it called? And uh, kind of. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's this year what I'm doing is just something for me uh, and yeah. I say that in a sort of an arrogant way what I mean is uh, I wanted to just do stand-up last year I didn't really want to do a theme show but I was kind of advised to do that and yeah. I still think it was, wasn't such a massive bad thing to do but this year it's purely stand-up yeah. um, with a few bits of added in uh, nonsenseness uh, kind of all the true or falses that didn't go into the show that we couldn't use or too uh, rude for know, TV. Well, BBC friendly. I'm doing those. <laughs> and uh, the dirty ones. Is... To a song, which is great fun. And I'm also doing <laughs> thing. I don't know. Can I swear? Can I? Can I well, yeah, I'll, I can bleep out if need be. I'll self beep it. Go on. Um, I'm doing something called Ball Beep Stories, um, which is basically uh, they're by Arthur C. Ball Beep, and he just it talks nonsense. That's just a character, and it's just it's basically what he talks. Uh, he just makes up stories, basically, uh, pretends they're facts. And that's you in character, then, is it's it? Not really, but the oh. character is me putting on a smoking jacket, <laughs> so creating the illusion. Ah, fantastic! Uh, so, uh, where, where is it? Where is your show, and what, what time is it on at? I'm on at the Gilded Balloon this year at five fifteen in the turret, uh, which I'm really pleased with, to be honest with you, because it was too late last year. I don't like working late. It was half nine last year, but this year it's five fifteen in the afternoon. Um, so I'm done by six fifteen, and then you go know, watch some shows. Fantastic. Maff, thanks for coming on to the show. Absolute pleasure, Che, and I hope to see you up there. Cool, will do. Cheers. Good on you. Cheers, bye. Math Brown, Patman is actually allergic to ghosts, gilded balloon and teviot, 5.15 every day at £9. And that's basically it. I will see him up there. Uh, I'm just about to get a train this morning, this bright Thursday morning. Um, and I will be up there doing reviews and interviews with a lot of comedians up there. And hopefully we've got uh, Jeff Bolger from the World Court helping us out um, with a lot of that. Um, so we'll be, we'll be broadcasting or, or putting podcasts up as and when we can and we're sober. Um, and all through the Edinburgh Festival so keep listening out for that on Radio City uh, the usual address uh, on iTunes uh, all the shows you might want to pop there uh, pop and see along Patrick Monaghan who we interviewed in the last show who was on the show with the funny uh, he's got a show two shows up there one for kids one for adults um, look out for some of the other cases Chris McCausland uh, Lawrence Clark and Jolly Boat uh, we'll see you when we're back <laughs>